0: Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave. This is Sports Guy David here with Coach Desi, and we are practicing the AFC East draft preview. Coach Desi, how are you doing? Or review, sorry. Coach Desi, how are you doing? That's right, review. I'm doing good, man. I'm Doing good. Just got a class here at school. Feeling good. Sleep deprived, but excited for
1: the show, man. It's good. If
0: you're not sleep deprived, you're not living. So, all right, here we go. We're gonna start off with the um, reigning champs, the New England Patriots. Now. The biggest question was, what tight end they're gonna get? That was the only question, really, in my mind. You got Gronk reco- um, retiring, and this is probably the stack, the most stacked tight end class we've seen in years. You got Hockerson, you got Fent, you got Irv Smith. Who they're gonna get? Right at thirty, at thirty-two, one of them are bound to, to stay there. But Fant got picked up, and that was the only tight end um, they got picked up at twenty. The Broncos traded for um, the Steelers, and they dropped down to twenty. And they got plant. So I was like, you know what? Irv Smith, Hawkinson is still valuable. Mm -hmm. But they went the complete, not complete direction. They went with wide receiver from Arizona State, uh, Nikhil Harry. And he was the second wide receiver off the board, first to Marquise Brown to the Ravens. Now, this dude is a big body target. 6'2". He can match up. He's a matchup nightmare to the smaller defenders. I think – he has great body control and great hands. Whenever the ball's thrown to him, he somehow finds a way to catch it. And um and and um I think he's gonna be the first wide receiver to score a touchdown in week one. I just have a feeling it's gonna be him. I think he's gonna get implemented right off the bat. And I think Tom Brady is gonna connect to him in the end zone. But what for this first pick, what do you think? Do you like this pick, wide receiver?
1: Yeah, because the Gronk target's got to go somewhere, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a tight end, especially when you have a big body receiver like this who can sort of mimic and uh, run some, and take part in some of the route tree that Gronkowski did. Um, Edelman will probably be the, uh, the number one receiver at this point moving forward. They've brought in a cluster of guys, really, and let's not forget James White. Uh, Rex Burkhead, and they also drafted another running back out of Alabama, all three of them known for their pass-catching abilities, Sonny Michel being the between the tackles, first and second down guy. So they've brought in a lot of guys to replace uh, Gronk's targets. Who's going to be the primary red zone guy to do what Gronk did on that aspect of things? That's to be seen. But Nikhil Harry, you know, if you watch his highlight tape, a lot of it is like some offensive rebounding type of shit, you know, just boxing out, um, wrestling the ball away from a from a defender. So that could be the case. But um, they're – clearly they're trying to fill the void left by Gronk but they have so many pass catching specialists um i think they're going to be okay on that front so far I, I think the more piercing question right now is because they've won a super bowl without Gronk before i want to know how much is tom brady going to regress in this next year i'm not a tom brady hater I, I, i'm really not i you know it's just I it's going to happen at some point we just we just have to wait and see you know and um he looked comp he looked more than competent in the in the super bowl um uh, in the last postseason, anyway, the the Super Bowl was a bit of a mess, but yeah, you're right. Those are the two biggest questions for this team moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be implemented quick. Um, great, great points on the tight end. So, the second round, they got the 13th pick in the draft, and they drafted a six four, two hundred eleven, um, two eleven, two hundred eleven pounds, white, uh, cornerback, Jawan Williams for Vanderbilt. Yeah, I said 6'4". That's a wide receiver stat. That's a cornerback height for you right there. This dude is huge, and he's going to bully, bully these these smaller receivers. In NFL, he has great zone coverage and um, possession. He, he lacks a little bit of speed over the top and man coverage, but that size, he's just going to be a big block. If you want to go downfield, there's going to be a block a six-foot block in the way, and that's going to be him. I think he's great. And at 45, I think he could be a day-one starter. What do you think about um, Williams from Vanderbilt?
1: I think he's coming into a great situation because, first off, they got their they got their boy, Stefan Gilmore, who they opened up the wallet for a couple of years ago, paid top dollar, a unanimous top five corner in this league. So not only is this guy going to come in, and get to shadow him not only is he going to come in and not have to deal with the number one receiver from opposing teams he'll at best be dealing with the number two guy in man schemes they mix it up of course um but he's going to be in the afc east you know who's the biggest receiving threat in new york for the jets uh in buffalo in miami uh, who's the best yeah, at all be three the- De- Big De- De- Devante parker is that is that the best is that the best on paper receiver at all three squads john brown he's new um Adam Humphreys, new to town in Buffalo, but he's not a number one guy. He's a slot guy. So, I mean, not only is he going to come into a great situation with a defensive-minded coach like Bill Belichick, not only is he going to shadow Stefan Gilmore, but six games a year he's going to have against uh, plus matchups. So it's a good, it's a really good position. Um, I cannot remember right now where he was mock drafted, but I'm sure since it's the Patriots, they got good value on him. And, uh, yeah, I love the pick.
0: Yeah, big body. I love size. Um if you if, if you lack some skill on certain areas i the, the skill i would like you to have with size and he's six four i mean this dude's a monster so i think he's gonna do great like you say he's gonna be up against not the number one guy so i think he's gonna make a great impact right off the bat now this is a big steal right here with the 77th overall pick the patriots selected chase wink Winkovich from michigan um alumni to tom brady um same alumni uh He's a look-alike Clay Matthews, not because of his hair, which he also has, but his play style. He gets his hands up first. He He's there when the play is over. He ran a four-five-nine unofficial 40 time at the Combine. It's quick to the ball, and, and he's going to have to replace Trey Flowers, who went to um, the Lions, with a big-money contract. But the Patriots still find a way to be good while losing key players. I don't know how they do it, and now they're just adding – great players so it's just gonna be even harder for teams to beat him. But Winkovich, I believe that's his I believe that's how the way he says his name. But this dude's a monster. He he's sounds right. huh? Sounds right. Yeah sounds about right. Great talent for the third round and um I think he's gonna he's gonna be right right side along and on that D line and um but what do you think about him, Winkovich?
1: Yeah, to touch on your point real quick about the Patriots man, this is just what they've been doing for 15, 20 years, you know, when it comes time to to have to shell out the big contract, they knew Trey Flowers being 24 years old, as good as he is, was gonna get offered the world at some point from another team. They decided not to go that route, decided to go younger. They still have a pass rushing presence. I forgot who it is they signed to the defensive front, but this is the Patriot way, you know, getting veterans one-year deals, getting the most out of them. You know, we, we saw Danny Woodhead walk. We saw we saw Wes Welker walk. You know, they, they don't get too attached to these guys. So, um, and, and this is a great value. This guy was projected to go in the middle of the second round. So this is a great value for them at the back of the third round. So basically two rounds um, worth of value right there. And um, I haven't seen much of the man's college tape, but I know he's a bona fide pass rusher. And, uh, you know, the Patriots were right in the middle of the pack last year as far as that's concerned. But with a beefy secondary like they've got, if they can form any type of pass rush, they'll be a force on defense.
0: Yeah. Um, in the middle of the pack of defense, there are the type of teams where you don't hear them at all during the regular season – but you hear a lot of them in the postseason but i think this year we're going to hear a lot of them a lot more about them in the regular season now moving on to the jets 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 they beefed up their their defense in the first two rounds of this draft and you need to you're in a tough division well you're in a division with the patriots that's what i should say but you, f- you figured you got the quarterback of the future you got sam Darnold. you got the running back of the future more or less, and Le'Veon Bell, and now you have the franchise D lineman and Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams from Alabama, third pick in the NFL draft. Love the pick. Many experts, what was that?
1: Oh, just said I love the pick.
0: Yeah, great, great pick. I thought he was. Many experts had him as the best prospect coming in. I had Nick Bosa over him just by a hair because defensive and like edge rushers are a lot. on paper than D lineman but D lineman you got to have bigger clogging up the lanes to the quarterback and he could D linemen are not known for their pass rush they're mostly for run stopping. but this defensive lineman is known for his pass rush for his clogging up the lanes creating getting the the mic linebacker could go right in there for for a blitz I this guy is perfect he is suffering a, a lingering calf injury as we speak in training camp or in OTAs right now but I think he's gonna move right past that this guy Quinn Williams from Alabama Alabama just produce superstars, and I think he's going to be a superstar. He's going to get that starting role. He he really loves the fame. He he loves everything about New York. He's fit for New York, and I think I think he's going to do great. How what do you what do you think about him?
1: I love it. I absolutely love this pick, man. I, I absolutely love this pick. They already made a couple big splashes in the linebacking core in free agency as well. So this just shows up that front seven. Jamal Adams is going to captain that secondary with Buster Screen. Buster Screen not exactly on Jamal Adams level, but with an a with with what's going to probably turn out to be an elite front seven over the next couple years and if they can develop around jamal adams in the secondary this can turn into a great defense um i could touch on that point a little later but this is a great pick for them you know they they had josh allen to pick from they had quinnon williams to pick from uh clinton farrell apparently was in the mix in the top five to pick from um i think this was the best for them they were bottom 10 last year in rushing defense You know, when it comes to rushing defense, it starts right in the middle there with their nose tackle and their 3-4 scheme. So, and and yes, like you said, when it comes to defensive tackles, not so much known for their pass rushing, but Quinton Williams has shown the the variety and range of motion to be able to put on the outside despite his big frame and uh, speed moves, bull rush moves. um, He can do it all. And he did it in the SEC in the best college football conference, um, you know, uh, available. So I love the pick. Um, They added a ton of young blood. You know, and even I added the sexy pick with with Lev Bell there in the backfield, too. So, I mean, if there's a team, if there's a team that has a chance to, in the next couple of years, to dethrone, at least in the, within the division, it might be these guys.
0: Which brings up a wonderful point. Benjamin, can't pronounce your last name. He has a question for us. Do you guys think any team from the AFC East has a chance to make the playoff, excluding the buzz-killing, predictable Pats?
1: Oh, my so goodness. T- I think it's Ben Mondel. <laughs> Never mind,
0: sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm going to go with, because we're talking about the Jets, I think the Jets are the closest thing to getting to the playoffs, excluding the Patriots. Now, we talked about beefing up their defense. They got Darnold. If we can get some development from him. Wide receivers, I'm a little scared on. They really don't got that big wide receiver that you're scared of. You know, they don't really got that one guy. Le'Veon Bell, though, is – seen what he could do. And we, we can see what he probably is going to do. He, he gained a couple pounds, too. So he's just getting even bigger of a tank. You see what he did in Pittsburgh. He destroyed everything that touched him in Pittsburgh. So I think he's going to have a great season. Fantasy-wise, I'm kind of staring away until I actually see him. I'm not drafting him high. I'd rather go with a go-to guy I do know. I'll get into that later. But um, I, do, I do like the Jets as the next. I just don't see the Dolphins. Dolphins stay 500 all year. Um, the Bills, if they can get a better defense. See, a lot of people think they have a good defense due to the fact that they're playing behind and they didn't pass a lot, which I thought too. I was like, their defense is great. And then Steven told me like, hey, they're playing behind a lot. That's why their numbers are so low. And I was like, you know what, That that's you know that's true. But I think the Jets are the closest thing. Who do you think is the closest? You, you said all the right. Jets, right?
1: Yes, a bit of a two-part thing here, though. First of all, Ben Mondel. What's up, dude? Thanks for asking the question, bro. Um, Yeah, man, for this year, for this – up. Obviously, the biggest thing there has to do with Sam Darnold, how much he progresses this next year. Now you give him arguably one of the better running backs in the league. Let's see if he's in shape, you know, we still have to see that, of course he has in the past he has been known as the best running back in the league that's going to make better matchups for your receivers on the outside guys like robbie anderson got to be honest i can't name another jets receiver right now yep, nor can i name a tight end either. but there you go you know they're gonna make better up make better matchups better situations for you on the outside the offensive line has not exactly made any serious improvements from last year either but just based off this roster right now going into the season assuming sam Darnold shows some progression i think they will have the best chance now I uh, move on to Miami. Miami did, a, did themselves had themselves an off season, but they didn't do anything though. Here's the thing: they saved their money. They know the free agent class coming up next season. They decided to save their cap room. They're getting ready to go after it next year. They acquired Josh Rosen, who I think was I, who I think was disrespected in this entire process. Really, I mean, a, a number wise, he had a terrible season. I get it, but he had absolutely nothing to work with. He had Larry Fitzgerald, he had David Johnson. You know, but, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, in the twilight of his career, an offensive line that was bottom five in the league, no defense to speak of, and uh, no other receivers. So, you know, he had a bad season, but I just felt like he was disrespected that the entire process. He's now in a new su- situation there in Miami, offensive-minded head coach. You have a tight end safety blanket in Mike Gisecki. Um, You know, I think that uh, with, a year, with a year of progression and with all the cap room they have to go out and get – acquire players next season they might be in the mix more so than the jets in 2020 but for this upcoming season i'm gonna go with the jets jets for now
0: there you have it there you go ben Mondel. all right so we talked about beefing up their defense they and um four picks in the third round they went to go get another defensive guy which i thought was gonna get a lot higher uh jachai polite from florida now he isn't so polite on the defensive line he collects. 17 and a half tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks, and six four fumbles in his last year in Florida. With a no sir attitude, this guy loves pulling up that finger like nope, that ain't gonna happen because that's what's gonna happen when he plays. Um, he he goes along the line, he's gonna start right next to Ken Williams. I think this is This defensive line is gonna be probably one of the I'll say top 10. I won't say one of the best, but gonna be a good top top 10 defensive line. And um, either both guys are gonna just steer it up and then make it danger for the AFC East. What do you think about this this pick? Polite.
1: I love the pick. I love the pick. You look what happened in their front seven last year. It wasn't great. It wasn't pretty. This dude is nasty. This dude is nasty. Double teams, running backs going down there for chip blocks, tight ends blocking. It didn't work last season. You know, um, plenty of plenty plenty of play ex- playing experience. Not a one and done type of character either. Um, one of the bigger. Um, highlights on his uh on his resume um as i was listening to nfl network during the whole draft process was coachability and his versatility uh he can be down there in the three stance. he can work as an outside linebacker at times and um you know that 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 versatility is what they need right now with no real clear-cut elite pass rusher that i can think of unless i'm missing someone right now but um yeah man i i, I think it's a i think it's a great pick for that front. well obviously you know we got they beat the linebacking core. Quentin Williams there in the middle, but no bona fide edge pass rusher is what, is what I'm trying to get at right now. So, you know, I, I, I love the pick itself. I love the pick itself. And, um, yeah. I...
0: Um, all right. So with that defensive line, I think they're going to do great. So they had to get some protection in the later picks, which they did. 25 picks later, Jets selected um, some real help for San Darnold. Offensive tackle, Chuba Odaga. Odega from USC who, who actually played for Sam Darnold in USC so they already got some chemistry right off the bat now he's a little undersized but he plays bigger at the tackle position it was uh, must he um, must needed help for um, protection for franchise quarterback Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell he most likely played right tackle Um and he already played with Sam Darnold so I think this is a great pick Um what do you think about offensive tackle they needed one right
1: Obviously, yes, for sure. You know, young franchise quarterback, got to protect that blind side. Um, you know, I, lo- I I like the fact that they went QB friendly here and drafted someone from his alma mater, someone that he played with just a couple years ago. I think that's great. Um, you know, uh, yeah, the offensive line has got to take priority right now. Last season, they finished 24th in the league in inefficiency um, as, as an offensive line. Now, on passing downs, they finished slightly worse at 26th. So, you know, that's, that's got to be the – if you're going to contend – with the Patriots, if you're going to try and make any sort of playoff push, you have to be able to do that. Um, the defense outplayed the offense last season. Um, I'm not saying this is a no-excuses time now for Sam Darnold, but, you know, the, the line is better. You have some weapons. You know, it's time to see what happens.
0: Yeah, and he um, he's capable of running, too, as we've seen, but I would like to see him in the pocket a little bit more, and I think that's going to help a little bit more with um, Odaga. All right, now Buffalo moving on to the Buffalo Bills now. They have a lot of holes to fill as well. And I really like holes to fix. Yeah. And I got correct on one prediction, different round, which happened a lot in my notorious mock draft on YouTube live. I got a lot of players to the right team, different round. So this one, they have the number nine pick. And I thought a lot of teams were gonna fill in their offensive tackle needs, maybe get a little bit more like their basics, but um, they got defensive linemen. Which they need—that was probably the biggest hole. Um, I thought they're going to do offensive tackle. Like they did next round. We'll talk about that a little later. The Bills selected Ed Oliver from Houston. Now Oliver dominated in Houston passing, double teams inside and out, managing to get to the QB, running back in the backfield. He had 73 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, three pass um, and three pass breakups. So he puts his hands up there. He's a big body. He can put his hands up there when he's coming rushing at you hard. He's a day one starter. And I think he's going to fill those gas, um, gaps and get some sacks with ease. How do you like Ed Oliver going to the Buffalo Bills?
1: I absolutely love him, man. This is a great pick for the Buffalo Bills. Now, every pick in the top 10 this year outside of the Giants and the Oakland Raiders, I think is going to make an immediate impact on their team. Raiders, maybe we'll see. But, you know, Clinton Farrell drafted a little too high for my liking. But especially with Ed Oliver here, here's another guy where despite his uh, – looking at his size, you would assume he's a run stop, a run stopper pure no cycle got it kind of guy but once again he has that versatility his coaches have place him on the outside over the b gap over the center continuously back and forth racking up i believe it was 14 and a half sacks last year over in houston coming from a slightly smaller program too still was able to shine um despite not being in all the primetime games on espn and whatnot um, i absolutely love this pick for the buffalo bills um, you know these numbers might be a little these numbers i'm about to mention might be a little inflated uh, due to game script and the fact that they were always losing. But as far as rushing defense goes, they were not great. <laughs> they, they, were the, they were the number one passing defense in the league because teams didn't need to throw on, the ball on them halfway through the third quarter. Whereas running, of course, just trying to mount the clock, they were actually in the bottom half of the league, uh, severely in the bottom half of the league, if I remember correctly, as far as rushing defense is concerned. So once again, adding that run stopper right in the middle there. And especially since you don't have a primary pass rusher right now, there's a great guy that can build around for the future. Josh Allen on defense, on off I, I quarterback, and Ed cool. Oliver captaining that defensive line. So yeah, I like it. Build around him.
0: That's exactly what they did. Now the second round, I had Cody Ford going to the Bills, I believe. I, or I had an offensive tackle going to, to the Buffalo Bills, but the 38th overall pick, the Bills selected Cody Ford from Oklahoma. Now, you definitely need some protection. You see Josh Allen, for the longest he had the most rushing yards from a quarterback until Lamar Jackson got the starting bid, and he, he ran all over everyone. But at the, a lot of people didn't know Josh Allen had rushing yards. He had a lot. He's capable of running. Sometimes he didn't have to run, but the offensive line was just falling apart. But you got Cody Ford, and Cody Ford is going to help out with so much both in the pass and in the, and the, and the rush. Game And he's capable of both. So I think Allen, I think Josh Allen is, a, he's a franchise quarterback in Buffalo. And I think he could be so much better with protection. And they got, they went out and get some weapons this year, which I liked. And now that you got Cody Ford there from Oklahoma, Oklahoma always produces great guards. I think he's going to be great. Cody Ford, what do you think about him?
1: I love this pick, man. As you said, he's the franchise quarterback in Josh Allen. And and but real quick, I just need to touch on this. Let's talk about Josh Allen for a second, and Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen. These guys that were compared for months and months leading up to the draft, and now they are in the same division. Everyone playing each other twice a year. It's crazy to me. And um, you know, in the case of Rosen and Darnold, you know, they play each other twice a year going back to high school. Then they go to SC and UCLA, and now they're drafted in the same division, the same coast. You know, with with the goat. And uh, I just think it's a crazy dynamic. Uh, these two are literally going to be correlated and compared from 16 to retirement at this, at this point in time. It's absolutely insane. Yes, I believe Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. 550 rushing yards last year as a quarterback. I mean, with their running backs, they only they barely totaled 1,000 yards with all of their running backs combined because Shady couldn't stay healthy. So, And yes, I also agree that the line was breaking down so much. Sometimes he had to, and sometimes it was excessive. But that's just that rookie blood showing you there. You know, uh, I think he took a couple licks, licks. I think he finally he started to sort of digest. Okay, I can't just do that every time. You know, he's kind of getting it. But uh, I think Josh Allen's going to be the guy moving forward. I absolutely love the pick with Cody Ford. Don't go out there and get him a shiny new wide receiver toy unless you can protect him to throw to this new toy. So um, I love the pick. Um, Tyler Croft, their tight end, unfortunately, went down with a broken foot the week after the draft. But um, this is a great start to rebuilding that offense. Yeah,
0: I really like the pick. you you got to protect – it takes baby steps, right? You can't get – you can't rebuild the whole team in one draft. So um, with the second pick, that's great value. Um, so you talked about the running problems with the Buffalo Bills, and they had a lot. McCoy couldn't stay healthy. I'm trying to think of the other – they had a committee. I can't really think of any running backs off the top of my head that really made it – Bryce insane.
1: Brown, I think, was in the mix, and possibly um, Mike Tolbert. I I believe it was a committee of some like
0: that. if if that they went to go get um Frank Gore T J
1: oh oh that's right the Infinity Stone
0: okay they they got Frank they've got Frank Gore and McCoy I'm gonna call it the retirement home committee they're a little bit up there Frank Gore I believe is top ten in rushing yards all time he's been on like twelve teams yeah. he I still think he's still viable but you need some insurance you need some young talent you need some spark and they went to go go, go and get a mini. Deshaun McCoy, this dude kind of even looks like him, plays like him, runs like him in McCoy's prime. And that is Devin Singletary from Florida Atlantic. This with the 11th pick in the third round. This dude is identical to McCoy. If you watch McCoy's tape and his, if you thought they're wearing you thought they're the same person, this guy has he he lacks speed, which I'm fine with because he he excels in jump cuts, his jump cuts are insane. He finds a hole. He has great vision. When the pull guard's coming right around the corner, he's right behind him. Reads it, and then boom! He hits his stride and is gone. He's he's fast. He could carry that. I think he he's capable of having the bell cow roll. The fact he held the ball, he he ran for the ball over seven hundred times in college. So he he could hold that load. And I think that he's gonna. I think he's gonna be one of the up and coming running backs in this class. Aside from Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Um, those are the two that we talked about so far. I think Devin Singletary is going to have a great season. Underdog, fantasy wise, I'll take a look at him. I mean, McCoy can never stay healthy. Frank Gore, we don't really know his role. I think Devin Singletary is going to come right up in there and tear it up with his jump cuts. And now you got a new guard. You got Cody. You got Cody Ford in there now. So I think he's going to do good. What do you think he's going to do? think Going to do good? I think he-
1: I think people should definitely take notice of this, man. As you said, LaShawn McCoy cannot stay healthy. There's always a couple of running backs, a couple of gems that become apparent in the first couple of weeks. You know, last year it was Philip Lindsay, Sonny Michelle, a couple weeks after that. You know what I mean? Although people expected Sonny Michelle, of course, but you know what I'm saying. And uh I, I don't know I don't know so much about this season because there's still so many moving parts, but uh, certainly in Dynasty, this is definitely worth a look. You know, th- this is high draft capital spent, you know, two running backs on the way out the door. He's got to compete with Frank Gore and Lashawn McCoy. You know, LaShawn's got the injuries and and Gore, although not typically hurt. He's actually usually still on the field, but he's just not as productive as he used to be. Um, He's just got a lot to work through right now uh, and on an offense that didn't run the ball particularly well last year. So um, I love the pick, but I love it more so uh, in Dynasty for fantasy-wise in that perspective than this year. But certainly keep track of the name.
0: We got another comment. I just want to go real quick. Furman Hernandez he works at my dad's tattoo shop. He did this tattoo, Central City Tattoo. Get that plug in real quick. Dude. He said, Chargers suck. Let's talk about the best team, 2019 Raiders. All right. That sounds like a Raider fan, Furman. Let me, get, let me hear you some knowledge. This is haven't got a haircut in three weeks, David. All right, here we go. Hats off. Let me tell you something, especially to you, Furman. But next time, you don't, if you do my tattoo, don't mess it up because I'm going to hurt your feelings. Raiders have so much expectation. And so much potential that they're just going to fold. They're going to look like a building that is getting ready to get exploded. Demolition. And they're going to put C4 on the bottom and just explode within. They got too much moving pieces. AB is still tweeting a the 22-year-old. They got 17 runner backs. Derek Carr, eh, not elite. You don't really got an elite pass rusher. You got some linebackers, a little bit on the older side. Um, you have no tight end. You got you didn't re-sign Jared Cook. Nothing there. Wide receivers, you got Tyra Williams. I think he's going to do good, though. So, shout out to Tyra Williams. I, I still miss you in L.A. But I think there's just too much moving pieces. I, definitely not this year, but maybe in – I'm thinking four or five years. By then, AB is going to be out of his contract, and we're going to pay him another $30 million. Um, i don't really like that but um i have them going the most the most seven wins i believe i have me going saying that multiple times seven wins is the most but there you go have it there you go Furman. remember to check him out central city tattoo um firminator there you have it but um okay just had so I, I,
1: I can could, I could touch on that real yeah, quick. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Go I, touch on when that. When it comes to the
1: Raiders. You know, the Raiders are in a tough division. You know, they're going to have to play the LA Chargers, you know, a contender twice a year. they got to have to play the Chiefs who, you know, uh, very close to the Super Bowl, also consider contenders. You know, that's four games right there. Um, but I'm looking more at the internal issues right now. You know, um, Antonio Brown, von Perfect in the same locker room. Is this going to work? You know, Derek Carr out there. Out there. I, I saw a press conference y- literally yesterday of Derek Carr saying, I'm the guy. I'm going to be here until I'm not. Um, this is my team. And then right now I'm, I'm not so sure it is, you know what I mean? Like last season, it was the worst or, of his career. You know what I mean? And they've got, they've got him all the new toys. They got the best tackle in the free agent market, paid him top dollar. They had the, they, 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 they went and got the receiver with the most touchdowns last season, brand new shiny toy Antonio Brown. They got the best running back in the draft, Josh Jacobs. They'll go and get a speedy stud from the South in LA and uh, Tyrell Williams. If it doesn't work this year they're probably gonna go a different route. There's no, there's no excuses anymore. I mean, I mean, what do you what do you want? The best wide receiver in the, in the league from last year, best running back in the draft, best offensive tackle available to you. I mean, Derek, not the team itself, but if Derek Carr himself doesn't produce this season, he's probably getting the boot, you know? Cause especially, what's what's John Gruden gonna do? You know, it's, the finger's gonna need to get pointed somewhere and to save his job. He's probably gonna, Derek Carr will probably get the boot. If, it, if he does the exact same thing he did from last season, with those numbers, it's not going to work. He's going to be gone. That being said, they did add all those pieces I'm just saying about. So there's nowhere to go from here but up. Last season was atrocious. There's nowhere to go from here but up. You guys have the third, fourth pick in the draft, okay? It can't get any worse. Oh, I mean, it can. but So that, that's my take on that. I, I I agree with the record just because of the situation they're in. They're, they're still a year away, in my opinion. I think Derek Carr will have a better year. I'm not sure if he'll ever return to his MVP candidate status of 2017 but he can certainly do better than he did last year. I'm expecting numbers of just under 4,000 yards. I'm going to say 28 touchdowns, 15 interceptions for Derek Carr in this upcoming season. Um, and that's what should be expected.
0: Yeah, my, my biggest piece was Jared Cook. Jared, Jared Cook left, and that was their biggest receiver. Now you got two more, but once was AB going to fill? He was on a team that was averaging 8 to 10 wins his whole career to a team that barely averages 5. In his last couple of years, or not five—that's a little exaggerating—but a lot less. How is he going to feel year two, three when you haven't made the playoffs? Yeah, you got paid. Don't you want a championship? Don't you want to be in the playoffs? I think he's going to be a little upset, and I think he's just going to go downhill from there. But there you have it, Furman. There's our—we'll um, talk Raiders and Chargers all day. Next time I get a tattoo, we'll definitely talk Raiders and Chargers more. Um, but moving right along. To the Miami Dolphins. Now the Dolphins had a um, a weird draft. I thought they were going to address different pieces, but they got they got some they got some valuable um, got some value draftees. They got Josh Rosen, as you said, for uh, a third. I think they they traded the third third round draft pick, but it was day two. I think they should. I think the Cardinals should have made a move. I think Rosen was more valuable before they mm-hmm. they drafted Kyle Murray. They did it in day two. Um, I mean, they still got something out of it. So, I mean, whatever. But here we go. At 13, I thought they were going to get this magic or Rosen, whoever's starting, a weapon. And uh, they passed up on multiple weapons. Um, they had the first shot. I thought they were going to get the first wide receiver off the board with DK Metcalf. I would have loved him in Miami. Um, I thought that they, they had the first shot. All first 12 teams were addressing... Defense, offensive tackle. So Dolphins were probably the – they had the least talent in wide receivers. So I was like, oh, they're going wide receiver. I even have it on the Fancy Sports Cave story saying they're going to go DK. They went defensive tackle Christian Wilkins from Clemson. One of the three Chris uh, Clemson linemen to go in the first round. Wilkins is first-round talent. Great, great first-round talent. He can make an impact quickly. Um, he's a monster on the inside. He can go out. He can get to the quarterback early. He's part of that Clemson champion team right be, behind – right with the likes of um, Quentin Farrell. And um, I'm, I'm missing one more. There's one more. I can't get his name. Um, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Those three guys together, They're they're great. And I think them alone could do their own little impact. I just really wish – the Dolphins would have went wide receiver. There was a lot of great wide receivers this this um, this year, and I thought they're going to go wide receiver. I'm like, all right, they're going to go wide receiver, second or third round, and they didn't. But what do you think about this defensive tackle pick at number thirteen? I was a little high for me, but what was it for you,
1: Sports Guy David? I don't think you're wrong. I mean, they, they need receivers. The, the only guy I was able to name a second ago was Devonte Parker and Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola is now in Detroit. Devontae Parker is a kind of a scrub. You know, they drafted Mike Gusecki last year, tight end out of Penn State. He's shown very promising so far. You know, he could be a nice safety blanket for them. But I think the Dolphins just recognize, and this is why I kind of like the pick. I, th- I think I kind of touched on it a bit earlier. They just recognize that this is not going to be the year that they compete. This is not going to be the year that they push for the division title. So they go for more of a structural piece, a front seven piece. And I'm not mad about it. Wilkins was draft, was mocked was mock drafted before Dexter Lawrence or after Dexter Lawrence, rather. Who was picked at 17 by big blue of course um but you know i like the pick there's a reason these guys down in clemson won the title last year with all three of them on the line the most ferocious defense the league had to offer or that conference had to offer you know shutting down to a so you know i like the pick of course i would as you know we're, we're fantasy football fans you know i mean like we want to see the sexy wide receiver picks but the thing in the long term i can't hate on it that you do something a little more structural um one more thing you touched on i wanted to to note um, yeah, Josh Rosen, they handled that terribly. I mean, the Giants offered them the 37th or 38th overall pick in the draft, you know, two weeks before the draft. And uh, they end up with a third-round pick as a result. You know, I, mean, I get it. They were trying to keep it a secret. Maybe they hadn't made up their mind yet. But as far as, all, as we were all concerned on the outside, we all thought it was a foregone conclusion for Kyler Murray. So um, they, should, they should have done that. Would have ended up with a better pick. Who knows what we would have ended up doing. But, yeah, man, they're, they're looking for the long term. They go with the structural piece. I can't hate on it, but at some point, man, especially if you're gonna throw Rosen in there, you better give him something, man. You, you, you better give him something because we just saw what happened last year. Put him in a situation where he can thrive. Put these young quarterbacks in a situation where they can thrive. Look at Baker Mayfield. God damn, look at Baker Mayfield. That, I mean, that guy's being, that guy's being talked about as an MVP candidate, possible MVP candidate. He just got here. You know what I mean? So it's all about the situation they put you in. They're trying to do that, and uh, let's see if the long game works out for him.
0: You talked Rosen. I wish, I thought for sure he, I, I knew, everybody knew the Cardinals were getting Kyle Murray. There was leaks, there was a report. I said it, everyone said it. So Rosen had to get moved. I, I believe the Chargers um, offered a third pick. They wanted a second. They got a little greedy, and look what greed happened, and they ended up getting a late third. So that's what happened. But Alex Perez asked, who will start, Rosen or Fitzmagic?
1: To start the season?
0: Start the season.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna come out the gate, and I think Josh Rosen will come in later. I think that's what you should do. Oh, but is it what's gonna happen though? Good question, Alex Perez. You know, what they should do is they should trot out Fitzmagic to start the season because this this is not an ideal situation for Rosen to be in. And of course, by popular demand, once they're mathematically eliminated or you know they come out one in five or some, throw them in there. Because, uh, I mean, you, you don't want to kill the kid's confidence. You know what I mean? Like, last season, he had some he had some highlights last season, right? Going to Green Bay and beating Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau Field. That was the best game of the season by far. There were some highlights. But for the most part, it was bleak. And you don't want him to have back-to-back years like that. You don't want his confidence to be crushed. He's on a new team, new colors, fresh look. You know, you want to keep that confidence high. They, sh- they should trot out Fitzmagic. But, shit, I mean, they're probably going to end up. Trying out Josh Rosen week one. I just hope they don't kill the kid's confidence, man. He's talented. He belongs. He just needs help, bro. But um, yeah, they're probably gonna try it out Josh Rosen week one. I'm changing my mind. It's gonna be Rosen.
0: Okay, so with Rosen starting, is he fantasy worthy or if it's Magic starts, is he fantasy worthy or any of those fantasy worthy <clears throat> at all?
1: I think Fitzmagic more, more so just because he's a, he's a bona fide gunslinger that we've seen in years past, no matter what team he's on. He's going to sling that baby downfield. And you know the game script is going to be positive. Um, no matter who it is back there, they're going to be playing from behind a majority of the time. And so they'll be throwing the ball a majority of the time, especially in the second half. So um, I think both could be relevant. But Fitzmagic certainly way more so than Rosen just because he's known for just not giving a fuck and just slinging that thing downfield. So I, w- I would say Fitzmagic.
0: All right, yeah, I'm agree with you. Fist Magic, I had him my first 3 weeks and he balled out, got me um undefeated in my fantasy. But we're moving right along to the last um segment, the third the third pick. Oh, no, we're on the second pick. Um offensive tackle was needed. I think offensive tackle is the most underrated position in the league. You, these guys do the most work and it pays off. So, they needed someone to protect quarterback Josh Rosen or Fist Magic Give him some more time to throw 80 yards and four interceptions. With the fifteen pick, third round, in the third round, the Dolphins select Michael Dittler from Wisconsin. Capable beginning starter. He has okay size. Hand move it is okay. Can play as a reliable backup. What do you think about this? Offensive tackle. Get into some depth. Second round pick. Or um, third. It's a third round pick. Their second pick.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's still a pretty high draft. That's a pretty high draft capital. I mean, I'm sure they got some plans of trying to implement him into the starting lineup and Laramie Tunsil from a few years ago, hasn't exactly panned out to the potential they wanted. That whole offensive line is underperforming really. And uh, the thing about this guy, well, the thing about drafting tackles like this is it's a lot easier for a tackle to play a, as a guard than a guard to play as a tackle guards are are very used to their schemes they're very used to double teaming a lot with the center especially when it comes to a gap and sometimes the b gap with the tackle but the tackle a majority of the time is by himself you know he's one-on-one I, 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 you know a running back might chip chip block help help him out a little bit you might get some help from the tight end but a majority of the time you are by yourself because of that tackles have a little more flexibility they might try and move him inside i mean they're the one they had a the bottom six i would I believe it was offensive line rating from last season so Honestly, they might just try and insert him into the weakest link between the two guard spots and the tackles. But, uh, I mean, they, it's not like they're sitting there with David Bakhtiari from Green Bay. By the way, if you haven't seen that video of him chugging the beer at the Bucks raptors game, look it up. It's hilarious. But it's not like they have a bona fide starter like that sitting there. So all these guys are beatable. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he turned out to be a starter. But um, taking in the third round and not exactly, exactly having those physical intangibles you'd like to see, um, no high expectations. But, I mean, no, no job is untouchable right now.
0: On that Miami O line, I think no job is untouchable in that whole team, That's really. Fair. But That's um, fair. okay, moving right along, 150 the 51st pick in the draft. Dolphins the attacked their depth at linebacker and got a linebacker Andrew Vigli- Van Glinkle Glink- Glink- from Wisconsin. And these guys have some weird names. Um, he was a backup in Wisconsin, and I think he'd be a great backup in the NFL. Great attacking linebacker. He's capable of hitting those gaps and blitzes. Um, he could sub in on those schemes, filling in for a starter. Overall, Dolphins would have got some real talent in the early part of the draft, but they traded it to get the future and Josh Rosen linebacker depth. What do you think about this?
1: Yeah, you need it. <laughs> you, you need it. You know, I mean, a pick like this in the sixth round is probably more towards special teams and a depth play, sure. Probably a scheme fit. You know, but uh, I'm I'm not mad about the pick. I, I yes, they did trade away their second round pick. I get it. But the thing is, man, I, I think they would, or the third round pick, but I think it is an absolute steal getting drozen for the Valley that they did. So I'm not, I'm not upset that they didn't, that they weren't able to get more defensive playmakers this time around. They're going to end up with another top five pick next year too. So, I mean, maybe that's when they'll address the sexiness, you know, and go after something like that. But um, I have no problem with them stacking these up. These foundational picks, you know, f- foundational picks is what I'm hearing a lot with these, with these guys, offensive tackle, defensive tackle, Backup line backup linebacker for special teams. That's okay. That's all fine and Danny. If your plan is to go go and go after it next season and free agency in the draft, I'm okay with this.
0: Which is interesting because the draft is in Las Vegas, which is not too far from here. So hopefully you'll see us there. But there you have it. That's the AFC East for you guys. Um and um so you have the Patriots taking it?
1: Undoubtedly. Yeah, it's gotta be the Patriots. The only thing, the, the only thing to stop, honestly, they could probably even do it without Tom. They could probably do I don't know who's the backup in New England right now.
0: Um I just seen um I know who he is. I just I literally it's too early in the morning for this.
1: No worries. It, it might it's still amazing. be Brian Hoyer, but I'm not I'm not positive it's still Brian Hoyer or not. But um the thing with that offensive line, with the weapons are surrounding whoever it is with uh Julian Edelman, <clears throat> Demarius Thomas, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. Um the wide receiver they just drafted. What was his name again?
0: Harry. Uh, Nikhil Harry
1: Nikhil Harry you know they bring they bring in Austin Sperry and Jenkins Benjamin Watson you got three stud running backs and of course the defense is looking as good as ever so minus Trey Flowers but they're trying so pass rush maybe some question marks but what I'm saying is Tom isn't the one carrying this team anymore I feel like all around they are as balanced a team as you're going to find in the the AFC especially the AFC East so even if you take Tom out of the equation even if he gets hurt I still don't think they're going to lose the division but if anyone's going to do it this season, it'd probably be the Jets. But just saying that, just just saying those words, I can't take myself seriously right now. I just – I don't know. What's your take? Who's taking that division?
0: I'm, I'm going to go with the Patriots, unfortunately. Um, but they got – they versed the Jets twice, the Dolphins twice, Close. the Bills twice. So an easy at least four wins right there, right off the bat. Dolphins always give them a problem somehow, which is weird because the Dolphins only do good against the Patriots, but against the NFL they do garbage. But I'm gonna have Patriots, and I think it's a three-way tie between Jets. I think it's all gonna, they're all gonna land in the five, six, seven range, maybe eight. I think the Jets will maybe win eight, maybe. But the AFC West or the AFC in general is so competitive that I don't think that there's gonna be a a spot available for a second team in the AFC East. I think it's gonna go Chiefs, Chargers, AFC West, and then you got you got the Steelers and possibly Browns. Maybe even the Ravens are sneaking up there. You got the the AFC is a competitive. It's probably really competitive. Mm-hmm.
1: And Don't the, you know, about the AFC South too. You know, you got the the Colts are primed this upcoming season. They and you got big, the
0: Rams coming down the the there. Yeah. I said the 49ers are going to be in the playoffs. So where are they going to fit in? So it's going to be it's going to be a crazy season. And next week, okay, we tackled the West. We tackled the East. We'll go with the um. We'll go with the South. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with the South. We'll tackle the NFC South next week, which is or later this week. NFC South have the.
1: New Orleans Saints. Saints. Carolina Carolina Panthers.
0: And Tampa Bay. uh,
1: Yes, sir. And Tampa Bay Bay
0: signed um Dama to a one-year, nine-million deal. So they
1: did. They only had to do that because they got rid of Gerald McCoy.
0: And was she the? Char- uh, chargers are uh favorite to sign him which would be pretty really? nice with the right price Woo! that'd be nice Woo! i like that
1: yeah you should you should love that that's that's fucking Oof. i mean you guys are in win now mode he's, he's he's in the latter stages of his career but he's still a b plus a minus fucking defensive tackle still a stud and to add that to your defense
0: be nice we need I something like, like that one well, more question yes
1: how far Patriots are gonna
0: to get to the playoffs, yes. What seed are they gonna be? Um I'm gonna have I'm just having the Chargers game first seed. We mm-hmm. fell behind due to the Raiders not winning the Chiefs in the last game. So the Chiefs won due to division, circumstantial <laughs> bullshit. So I'm gonna have the Chargers with the first seed. Um I think the Colts are gonna sneak the second. Okay, okay. And who was the the Rams? the Rams I think are going to do really good now they got Cooper Cutback, back and they got their defense is a little different but I think still talented. I think they're going to get the third or fourth. I'm going to go with third or fourth. Oh,
1: well, well, the Rams are N- their- NFC
0: but Oh, That's NFC. Right. I mean um not not so, the Rams. Man. The um what team am I thinking? Chiefs? The Colts. No. Um the other division.
1: Browns, Steelers.
0: Oh yeah, one of them are going to be I'm going to go with the the Steelers. No, they'll get third. Patriots get third. The, A- the AFC North yeah. is going to fall to the fourth seed, I believe.
1: Right.
0: Patriots are going to get the third seed with 10 wins. Nine okay. to 10 wins. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, I think uh, once we're done recapping all these drafts, we'll probably do an episode where we uh, predict the playoff seeds and throw them out there, like, you know, like uh, just to give an initial prediction here in the month of fucking May. But so we'll be doing the offseason. I think it's going to come out um i like i'm not going to specify one or two i'm just going to say bye week teams for now my bye week teams as of right now i'm throwing los angeles in there and i'm throwing new england in there it's more of a i'll believe it when i see it sort of thing when it comes to these guys right now um i got them as my bi-week teams teams probably leaning san diego as the number one right now 12 and four last season you know they, they lost the bye week via tiebreaker you know, they've done nothing but get better, and Kansas City has got a lot worse. you tell telling me Sammy Watkins is going to stay healthy and provide, you know, insurance on the outside? Probably not going to happen. Even when so, he is um, healthy. Even when he is healthy. Oh, when he's healthy, he had some nice spots last season, but he only played eight games. Um, as the division winners, as I've said multiple times, i got the Steelers winning their division. And when it comes to the AFC South, I have the Colts winning their division as well. I have the Colts taking the three seed uh pittsburgh steelers taking the four seed browns will be in the five and the six will be big dick nick in jacksonville so that's 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 where i've got it right now but that was literally just off the top of my head i didn't even know i was going to ask you that question but we should do an episode on that and just break it down maybe
0: yeah right after we're done with all these drafts um we'll mm-hmm. definitely do a post draft um fantasy mock draft 2.0 mm-hmm. And then we'll do the standings. We'll do power rankings, way too early power rankings, all that good stuff. And um, I I have the 49ers going to playoffs. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to fit them, what seed yet. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But it's going to be interesting. Coach Zezzy, where can they find you on the talk Giants or football stuff? Where can they find you?
1: Yes, sir. You guys can find me at Coach underscore Zezzy on – or Coach underscore Z-E-Z-Y on Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, we got two shows, a, uh, two shows going on here a week. Feel free to hit us up if you guys want to debate. We're also on with Mr. Alex Fernandez on either Fridays or Saturdays, you know. And, uh, of course, all the...
0: What was that? You there? Well... I think we lost him for a minute, but let me just plug in what he probably said. If you want to listen to the fight show Friday, Saturdays or Thursday, Saturdays with him and Alex Fernandez, they do a lot of talking MMA, boxing, all that good stuff. And you might see me on there, Fight Guy David. If you want to find me, it's Sports Guy David on Instagram, Sports Guy David, both Instagram and Twitter. If you want to talk football, fantasy football, um, and look out for uh, upcoming fantasy page, fantasy football page. In the works. So um, keep your eye on that. I'll announce it on all my social medias. And if you want to find all any of us on social media, you put in Fancy Sports Cave in any single social media outlets. We have like 11 Spotify, Apple News, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Instagram, Twitter. We're, co- we're covering LA, LAFC, LA Galaxy, the LA Sparks WNBA team. We're still covering the Clippers. Um, there's an interview with Derek Fisher. If you're a big fan of Derek Fisher and me, he talks about his um buzzer beater he had 15 years ago i mean it was probably one of my favorite laker moments check out that on youtube we we um we cover everything in la so um get ready for all of that but there you have it sports guy david that's Kozezzi, and i'm out